The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. I wanted to talk today about flow. And in psychology, flow, also known as the zone, is the mental state of operation in which a person performing an activity is fully immersed in a feeling of energized focus, full involvement and enjoyment in the process of the activity. In essence, flow is characterized by complete absorption in what one does and a resulting loss in one's sense of space and time. There's also hyper-focus, where you're captured. It's basically being captured by the flow, like when you're playing video games or something. That's what hyper-focus can be. But flow can also be gaming itself. And I'll tell you guys something. Humans are designed to be in the flow. We are designed to be constantly in a state of activity. And even when you rest, it could be a sense of flow. Being in the zone. You know, you can be in the zone even when you're just resting. I've already told you guys this before and I'm saying it again. I am every single moment in the past 20 plus years in the flow. I don't even understand how you can be in a non-flow state. The only times when I'm in a non-flow is literally when I got nothing to do and I'm bored to death. But that rarely happens because if I have nothing to do, I figure out what I can do. So that's then my state of flow. And the reason why I'm saying this is because your need to play video games and your need of distraction is merely that craving for being in that flow state. But the thing is, The moment you can replace it with something more productive, something more meaningful, something that has more purpose rather than just distraction or entertainment or whatever, that flow state becomes self-fulfilling and can keep itself fueled. Because if you play video games all day, okay, if you were in an alternate reality where you could just keep doing it and the games just get better and better and better until singularity games come out, sure, you'd be in that state playing video games all day. But the problem is, that's not how life works. Life is, you're a kid, you play video games. As you grow older, you start getting more responsibilities. You gotta be able to buy video games or the video games get boring or you gotta find a job to make money to pay for the electricity so you can play your video games. So basically, the act of being in the flow is not self-fulfilling. It's not fueling itself. It's not consistent. And that's the beauty. If you find an action where you are in the flow, that is self-fueling, then you basically unlock life. And this is something you guys can relate to. This is something everybody was once in a while in the flow. Even when you're watching a movie and you're just mesmerized by it, you're in a state of flow. And the thing is that, how do you turn the flow into something that fuels itself? You might say like, yeah, by turning your passion into your job, right? And I'll sometimes tell you guys, yeah, my passion is to save the world. But it's not fully the case because sometimes moving the planet forward and moving humanity forward can be quite a burden. But at the same time, I really know it's the right thing to do. And there is moments that are harder and there is moments that are easier. But either way, I'm constantly in that state of flow without having my emotions so much dictate my course of action. Because as bad as you feel yourself right now, you know that it's only a temporary state. 
you're going to feel better. I mean, if I feel stressed, I know that I'm going to feel less stressed the next day. If I feel anxious, I know the next day it's not there anymore. And the thing is with emotions, you can really have the sense of the world is falling down on you, even though it's only temporarily. But of course, it's easier said than done, because if you're in that state, then obviously that's all that matters. But being able to get yourself in a state of flow is really the key of true fulfillment. But that obviously means that the flow has to fuel itself. And if the flow goes against itself, then it ain't going to work. And that's why doing what is right and basically reframing your beliefs in a way that you can fuel your own flow brings about an awareness that brings action and growth naturally. So when I told people like you guys come over, you do what I tell you to do, it is actually a big favor. Because if you guys come over here and you guys do what I tell you to do and you really believe in it, you really are hyped and disciplined about it, then you are put in a state of flow by me because you yourself can't do it because you don't have enough confidence, you doubt yourself too much. And while you're in the state of flow, you just feel better, you feel fulfilled and you get a feedback loop because it starts fueling itself because you start achieving things. And suddenly, before you know it, all your emotional problems don't even exist anymore. Because you're constantly in this state of flow where it fuels itself. And then combine this with more cognitive capacities, more emotional stability. Then suddenly you start gaining the ability to put your emotions into context, to understand them. And from there on, you're in such a better position to tackle them because emotions don't have to be suppressed. But if you're in a state of flow and more cognitive capable, you're in a better position to do so. Getting in a state of flow is something everybody can do right now. But of course, to make it self-fueling requires the proper belief set or the proper environment. If you don't have the belief set, the environment can really help a lot. That's why I always invite people to come over here. And that's what I also myself observe in here. When people are in this productive mindset, they feel great. It's almost like you wake up and you can't wait to start getting to work because it's what you're meant to do. It's this active positive network in your brain. Rather than being caught up in your thoughts and your emotions and all that stuff, no. Flow is the way to go. Getting into the flow by working out and eating healthy is a really nice way to get into the flow, honestly. By working out and eating healthy, you get into that flow. But that's not enough because you can't fill your life with working out and eating healthy. So you got to start putting things in where you get a feedback loop that it works. It's very important because if you do something that doesn't get you results in any shape or form, you start losing the drive to keep going. That is why working in this environment is such a privilege because you know what you're doing has a very high chance of working out. You're learning skills in the meantime. Everything is quite smooth process. Of course, you got to get into and it's hard to learn code and stuff, but you learn and you see results quite quickly. What we always do here when people come over is we give them a ludum dare. And what is a ludum dare is in three days you have to make a game. You might say like, I don't know how to code a thing. You get a little guide and you make a game in three fucking days. That's what people do. They come over here. Every single person has managed to make a game in three days, even if it's shit. But it makes you feel like you can achieve something. And that's then, you know, you set that bar. And then from there on, you start learning and growing and such. There's one guy that came over. 18-year-old kid. I'm calling him an 18-year-old kid because every 18-year-old, in a sense, is a kid. Because you still are with your parents, big step. And the amount of growth 18-year-olds go through here is insane. When they're honest with themselves. 
when they just run back to their mommy and papi, it doesn't do so much. Because you just postpone. You're gonna have to be on your own feet sooner or later anyway. So you don't go to your mommy and papi for your little safety heaven. No, no, no. You create it yourself. That's what growing up is. That's what manning up is. That's what also girls look for. You want to be a mommy and a puppy child? You ain't going to get pussy like that. I'm sorry. You might get, if you're lucky, but you're going to get dumped. It's not strong. It has no backbone. You guys value, right? Having a good relationship and shit. So you got to man up. You don't want to be a mommy and puppy child for your entire life. It doesn't work like that. So yeah, manning up, taking responsibility. Yeah, it's hard, but it's worth it. It's what life is. I know quite a lot of people, right, in the chat that got dumped. I'm going to say something really, 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 really harsh. You fucking deserved it. And you might say like, what? Why? Because you weren't a man enough. It's that simple. If you're a fucking man, you don't get dumped. Unless your girlfriend is lesbian or something. You might go like, but the thing, like, you complain, you complain, you make excuses. You can say, yeah, my girlfriend was a bitch. Well, then you weren't a man enough to be together with her to begin with. Why the fuck did you choose? Then you wouldn't be dumped. You would be the one that dumps. You get that or not? When you get dumped and you're all sad in a little corner, you fucking deserved it because you weren't man enough. It's that simple. Life is a fucking jungle in a sense. When it comes down to gender dynamics, it is a fucking jungle. You got to be responsible, man up. And just show your value in the way you interact. And by sitting in your little corner and whining and going like, "Eh, eh, eh," it doesn't work. I'm just sorry. It's really harsh. It's hard, but you can do better. And that's fine. Don't settle with being a loser. Because a lot of people did. I bet a lot of people in the chat secretly settle with being a loser or depressed or whatever the fuck. Don't settle for that shit. Settling is one of the worst disease on the planet. Always try to do better. Because you can. And I tell you, when you do that, you're going to get... Wherever you want, you're going to have a good life, you're going to have good impact, good relationships, everything. So see this as something inspiring. But don't whine. Don't make yourself into a victim in shit. Don't do that. Try to learn from your mistakes and next time do better. Don't even label it. Oh, I'm a loser, I'm a loser. No, man. You can do better. When you say I'm a loser, I'm a loser, you're settling with being a loser. Okay, maybe you're a loser right now, but you can get better. Everybody can do And when you say like, yeah, but I can't get better. That's bullshit. You know, that's not true. That's dishonest. That is lying to yourself. And that is what every single fuck does when they come over and end up leaving this place. They lie to themselves. They go like, I can't do this. Or man, you ain't going to achieve shit in your life when you have that mindset. And everything that comes at you, in a sense, you deserve it. You might say like a thing that's really harsh to say these things. You lie to yourself. You close your eyes for reality. Then you deserve to punch your face against the wall. And that's, you know, something you learn. The next time you're going to open your eyes, you're going to be more clear-minded. You're going to be more honest. Most people are dishonest because they can. Of course, when you do things with pure intent, right? If things come from a pure heart and you get punched in the face when you're a child, that happens, then you don't deserve it. But if you knew better, that's a different story. And all of you fucks watching my stream, you guys know better. You've been watching The Real Talk for years. You ain't no kiddies anymore. That's my biggest problem. I know better. No, 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 no. Your biggest problem is not that you know better. The biggest problem is that even though you know better, you don't have the manlyhood, the masculinity to actually act better because you can. That is the main issue. It's because you fucking can. All of you guys here complaining, saying, ah, this, ah, why do you guys do that? It's because you guys can't, because it works. It works being a lazy fuck. 
Well, that's at least what you believe, <laughs> but it doesn't. It's going to screw you over, and sooner or later you're going to have to fucking face it, and the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be, but damn shit, son, make this to be a wake-up call, because you can change right now. You can be in the flow, and no, you don't even have to change. Just do what you got to do. No blah blah, just boom boom. Don't allow yourself to be a procrastinator. Don't. Don't give yourself the room. There was actually a guy, because I'm talking about the flow because there was a Reddit thread. And whenever I see a Reddit thread about a topic I can relate to, I like to talk about it because people all, he had 80,000 upvotes. The flow thread had 80,000 upvotes. So I was like, damn shit, son, this is something that I can use to explain the shit I talk about for years. Maybe people can tap into the flow, right? Because I already talked about the flow so many times. I even used the word the flow in the past, but hey. So I was like, oh, I'll talk about it. Because a guy in the thread said like, yeah, I had to do a paper. And I was procrastinating. And I was making excuses. And I was feeling so bad. And then when the deadline was coming closer and closer, I was like, fuck it, fuck it. The choice. He doesn't say it like that, but that's why I know. It didn't work anymore. The choice was taken away. And then suddenly he started working on it. And it was a bit hard at the start, but he got into a flow and then he couldn't stop working. And before he knew it was over and it was done. And that's the thing. How much can you guys do with your life if you can take away the choice of being a lazy slacker? And you can do that. You can take away that choice by saying this is a lie and I don't want to lie to myself. You can choose to stop lying to yourself, right? Say like from now on, I'm going to be fucking honest with myself. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with myself. And if there is something that doesn't make any sense, I'll try to figure it out. But I'm going to be honest to myself. You can choose that, right? Make that choice. And then it's going to be really hard to procrastinate. Because you're going to say, I don't have the choice to do so because I'm lying to myself. And I don't want to lie to myself. That's the thing with me. I choose to not lie to myself. And it is harder. But it's the right thing to do. And all of you guys know that deep inside. It's the right thing to do. And of course, sometimes you might be confused. You think being honest to yourself is being honest to other people. And then when you're honest to other people, you get punished for being honest. And then you go start questioning your own honesty because you see yourself through the eyes of others. That's how we grow up. That's how we shape our beliefs and everything. But if you then have the understanding, understand that being honest to yourself does not always mean that you have to speak the truth to other people. Because you've got to take into account that sometimes the truth can bring about worse consequences than just telling a white lie. And then you start making things more effective, more consistent. You might say like, yeah, but where do you draw the line? Your own heart, your own reason. Because if your intent is to be honest, right? So much comes out of that. And then, you know, you don't mind even so much. Like I said already in the past, I don't mind lying to you guys all day long. If I know I can save the world by lying to you guys, I'd be a fucking liar. Else I'd be a psycho. You understand that? It's like, hey, these people died. Yeah, but I told the truth. The higher moral ground is compromising in the face of reality. Do you get that? You see reality. You look at the consequences of your actions. And that's the only thing that defines your path. And your ideas. And your opinions. And your feelings. And your reason. And your emotions are merely tools. To connect your actions with the consequences. It's merely patterns. That's it. And if you see that telling the truth has bad consequences. Then you go like, okay. I will just act based on the results. And sometimes defying the status quo in history has proven to even save humanity. You know that Russian guy that when there was six launches detected, he said he lied. 
He saved the fucking world by lying. You're gonna go back. He's a fucking hero. I'm just saying. I'm just explaining. Think about these things. You know, absorb it. Stay in the state of flow. Like, do these things, man. All these insights. Don't be a potato. Okay? Don't make excuses. Take responsibility. There's guys. Last time when I did these real talks about no excuses, responsibility, inspiring, inspiring. So many people came over, right? From all the people that came over, several people stayed here. There was like a wave of 30 people that came over. And out of these 30 people, I think four people stayed. And even if you have a 10% shot of working out in this environment, I would take you instantly. I wouldn't even think about it. But damn shit son, if you take this advice to heart, it's not 10%. And you will struggle. There is guys that come over here that do struggle. Every single guy that came over here struggled at the start. Whenever you get into something, you struggle at the start, but your brain has this magic. It adapts. And if you constantly get that energy, that fuel from honesty, from putting things in perspective and say like, what am I going back to? I'm just postponing my responsibility. No, I won't do it. Not today. Or, but I guarantee you, it will work out and you'll be free. Do you understand that? You'll be experiencing existential equilibrium more than you've ever done. Let's call it utilitarianism. If that's your philosophical belief that some extreme things follow, such as killing one person to donate his organs to save seven people, Crovea, let me tell you why what you say there does not add up. Because I'm not an utilitarian. You know why? Because utilitarians play 2D chess. They just see direct consequences of their actions. But you've got to see the consequences of the consequences of your actions too. Because if you just look at the consequences of your actions and you want to be the most happy person, you just put needles of fucking, I don't know, heroin or whatever, and you'll feel the most happy you've ever been. And then you die. You might say, that's lunacy. Yeah, that's lunacy. Because the consequences of the consequences of your actions have to be taken into the equation. And you might say, like, yeah, but the consequences of the consequences of your actions is that several people got saved and one person died. Is that the case? Because in my book... The consequences of the consequences of doing that is that people start uprising. There's going to be an uprise if you would do that. It doesn't work. I'm just saying, like, don't play 2D chess. See more wider. It's like banning alcohol. Because then there would be less accidents. How many people die because of alcohol? You know, if you would ban alcohol tomorrow, you'd have a thousand deaths the same day because of revolts. So... Looking at the consequences of your actions does not mean seeing what works on paper. It's literally looking at the consequences of your actions. It's like communism. Communism didn't work, not because it wasn't nice on paper, but because it didn't take into inherent properties of the human limitations, the human emotional survival mechanics, like greed or whatever the fuck. You have to take that all into the equation, and then you wouldn't make that statement. And that's the thing. That's why I am so fucking successful. It's because I don't play 2D chess. That argument, right, that you gave there, I see that argument so often. But it's arguments that people give that cannot think one step ahead. But if you truly look at the consequences of your actions in the widest perspective, then these things cannot happen. And I know that normally no one can refute these arguments. But I can. I can because I'm honest. And when I'm confronting myself with these thoughts, I break my head until I find an answer. I can give any rational answer to any ethical question you ask. No more moral, morality and ethics. It's a very gray thing. When you start thinking about it, you can really wonder like, yeah, if I'm eating a donut and I could have donated that money and save a kid, 
then is this ethical or not? No, it's not ethical what you're doing at all. You might say that, yeah, but how far do you draw the line? You don't, there is no limit where you draw the line. You might say, but that's crazy, you live in a prison. No, I'm not living in a prison. Every day I wake up and I try to do what is best for the world. And since the consequences of my actions are put in the widest perspective, you automatically come to the conclusion that you cannot put stress on yourself to the point where you just exhaust and die. That's not effective. You got to take into account the emotional needs of people. You can't just go and type in numbers like people are computers because that's not reality. So yeah, when I bring these things up, they're thought through. When I come up with purpose, right? Do you know why purpose is going to work and go to the moon? It's because I understand people's limitations. I understand what makes people flow and what makes people go. I understand it. And I fucking play into that for a better world. Damn shit, son, you guys should be really happy that I'm on the good side of history rather than on the evil side. Because if I was a malicious fuck with my awareness, holy shit, I could do so much damage. But I'm not. The thing is, a malicious version of me wouldn't even exist because it would go against what he is. It doesn't make any sense anyway. So that's the beauty. True intelligence always brings about consistency and caring for each other. True intelligence always leads to that. You can't be truly intelligent and be an evil mastermind. You can't because you would go against what you are. That's inconsistent. You might as well just kill yourself then. Wendy says, to put it briefly, you are saying the end justifies the means. At least that is what you believe. You allow the ends to dictate what you think needs to be done. Even what being done is not ethical out of context. Well, I would say I'm going to actually like logically build on what you say. I'm saying the end does justify the means, but only when the end is properly defined. If the end is defined by moving humanity forward, then I would even say that is what is most ethical. And going against that is unethical. They go hand in hand. When the end is defined properly based on what we truly are, looking at evolution and what has brought about what we are, then ethical and the end justifies the means becomes the same thing. It is the most ethical thing to do. On top of that, what I also want to say is, because people don't really understand that, because a lot of people justify their lifestyle by settling. It's something I talk about quite often, but I'm going to repeat myself. If life would have settled, we would still be single cell organisms. Do you understand that? It is the struggle of doing better that allowed us to align, allowed us to discover, allowed us to overcome the obstacles of reality. Bottom line of this entire real talk is most of you guys are causing your own suffering. It's not the people around you. It's not, you know, you can point fingers as much as you want, but you have the ability to change it. And when you settle with this version of who you are right now, or whenever what version you are in the future, you're going against what you are. But when you stop settling, when you go out of your comfort, because I would really say, I would define comfort as settling. I think it's a really good synonym. What is comfort? It's settling. People find comfort in depression. People find comfort in the worst things because they settle. Don't fucking settle because you can do better. And it is a challenge. But if you find your identity, Let's go even as far as you just make it into an identity for all I care. In bettering yourself, you're in such a better spot than finding identity in just playing video games all day. If that helps. But you don't even need an identity. You just need honesty. Don't settle. It will take you out of the flow if you do so. And it doesn't work. It's grim. It's shitty life. So don't settle. Get into the flow. Be honest to yourself. 
And man, oh man, oh man, oh man, things are going to be all right. And this environment can help a lot. Let me tell you guys something else. Don't let your self-doubt define who you are. Damn shit, son, don't even let what I say define who you are. What you are is an ever-changing, ever-advancing unit, essence, that incorporates every single interaction that has to be and had to happen to bring about what you are. What you are is every single person you see and every single input you get. What you are is your experience. So don't get caught in one simple belief limiting what you are. You're so much more than you think you are. And the moment you realize that on a fundamental level, even that low self-worth and this bashing that people have done when you grew up, you know it's a lie. And that's beautiful. Because the moment you value honesty, you can face these wrong beliefs and discard them. You can set yourself truly free. So don't settle with the beliefs you've come to be attached to. You can have better beliefs. I can have better beliefs. Every day I'm seeking out. Can I learn? Can I grow? Can I immerse or can I internalize better beliefs? I want to be wrong. Do you understand that? Being wrong is a privilege. It's a gift. Failure is amazing. Every failure makes me stronger, makes me learn, makes me grow. Don't let society tell you that you're failed and you suck. No. Standing up after a failure and doing it better. That's what winning is like. Winning is not winning. Winning is looking at your failure and standing up afterwards. That's what true winning is. Because when you actually win, that is not truly what I define as winning. My achievements are not what winning looks to me. What winning looks to me is every time when I had haters in the chat, every time when someone came to me and said, you fail, or every time when I fought, I picked myself back up and stood back up and kept going. That's what winning is. Failure is only failure when you lay down and you say you're defeated, when you settle with it. That is failure. But when you stand fucking back up, that is fucking winning. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.